Hey there, it's Phil Harwood. Just want to take a quick minute before we begin today's podcast episode and talk to you about our live and in-person events. We had three events scheduled for 2021. We've already had two of them. Our Inner Circle, sponsored by VentTrack event, was very well attended and was a great event. And uh, just recently, we had our Forum for Sales event, sponsored by SnowX, sold out. Uh, We had a great event there as well. We have one more event coming up. It's called Grounds in Institutional Management. It's really focused on site um, issues, operations, engineering, equipment, everything having to do with with running a snow event and planning for events. This is going to be September 8th and 9th at Milton Cat in Milford, Massachusetts, just outside of Boston. So we hope to see you there. Registration is open right now at snowfightersinstitute.com. Welcome to the Snowfighters Institute podcast where we hear directly from some of the most interesting people in the professional snow and ice management industry to learn about their successes, to hear about the challenges they faced along the way, and to have their perspective on critical issues facing our industry today. I'm your host, Phil Harwood. Before I introduce today's special guest, I'd like to invite you to follow our social media feeds And check out our upcoming events at snowfightersinstitute.com. Hey everybody, please join me in welcoming our special guest today, Tom Marsan from the Beverly Companies in the Chicago market. Uh, Thank you so much, Tom, for being here. Excited to have this conversation. We've been trying to get together for a while here and you've had some big snow events. Uh, that have caused us to reschedule this interview, but I'm real excited to have you as our guest today. So thank you for being here. Yeah, Phil, great to be here. Thank you for having me. Um, yeah, it's definitely been a been a busy busy three weeks um, trying to shuffle shuffle normal things around to to take care of the snow. Well, every guest I've had so far since we've been doing these podcasts has had a very unique story. Um, in terms of just personal, with their background, you know, what they, what they kind of, wh- how they got from A to Z, right? How they got in the industry and, and, you know, where they went to school and what they did. And you have a unique um, experience, kind of a unique history story, if you will, that, that kind of um, is part of your history. And, and so I, w- I want to start there because not every, not everybody has a professional football career in, in their back pocket. So I want to hear about your, <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear about your athletic experience. Cause I kind of walk us through that. Cause I think that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, I, I went to fair state university, um, in Michigan, their division two school, uh, was a quarterback in high school and, and went there to play quarterback. And, uh, um, after my career there, I had the opportunity to, to play over in Europe, um, had a former, uh, Ferris alum, uh, that had contacted me. And, um, that first time it was about a week later, I was in, in the middle of Sweden. Um, and, uh, I ended up, uh, back and forth to Europe for four seasons. So, 
I would spend six months in, in Europe and months back here. Um, I played three seasons in, in Sweden and one season in, in Austria. Um, so yeah, it was, it was really a great opportunity. I got to travel, got to meet some really great people, um, and continue playing. Um, you know, that was a, a huge focus from, from high school, you know, through the, through the end of my career there that, uh, you know, that was, that was my focus for a long time. Um, and that's what I had really dedicated, you know, most of my life to, uh, during that time. So, um, so yeah, yeah, a really unique, um, and not something that I, I, you know, knew was coming as I went. I think I, I had opportunities arise and, and kind of took advantage of them as they came. Um, so yeah, it's a, a little bit different over there, uh, when it comes to, uh, pro or semi-pro football, but, um, you know, most of the guys on the team, uh, the nationals there, you know, they have a nine to five and, and they're doing it, you know, do they love playing? Um, and, you know, I had some teammates that were, you know, well into their forties and, and still playing, um, which made it a lot of fun. Um, those guys really, really loved, loved to be involved and loved to do it. And, uh, with the club sports over there, you know, got the chance to work with their youth players and, and coach up some of their young kids and really spent a lot of time, even, you know, we would go to gym classes and in schools there and teach flag football and, you know, beginning rules. And some of those kids never, never threw a football before. And that's where we started with them. Um, so yeah, there was, there was, uh, uh, a lot of great things about being able to do that. Is there one experience from that that just really stands out to you, you know, as far as a, play, a special place you saw or somebody you met or just something that really, like, is there something you could just keep kind of, kind of going back to in your mind? Like, that was so cool, just reliving it. Um, yeah, so many things. I, I think the biggest thing I, I take back, I, I still have a lot of a lot of people I met there that that I keep in contact with and are, are still good friends of mine. Um, and that, that was the biggest thing I, I had, uh, you know, teammates, uh, from Sweden and Austria that, that, uh, just great people and would do anything for you and had some other American players that I, that I played with, um, over there too, that, you know, till this day, I talk to on a regular basis and, and, uh, are really good friends of mine. Um, so that was a, I think that was the biggest thing I took back is, is the friendships I made while I was doing it. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. What did you study in college? What was your major? Uh, business administration. Yeah. With a focus on okay. small business management. Oh, okay. Great. Well, that yep. equipped you well. It worked out. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> well, well then what was the transition? Like, how did you go from that to, um, why, you know, you said some of the players were in their forties. So what, why'd you give it up? <laughs> Cause you, <laughs> and how did you get from there to getting involved in, in our industry? Yeah. So I, um, so the owner of our, our company, Jim Esposito, he started this company when he was in high school, him and I are the same age and we've been friends, um, since we were young kids. Um, so I, uh, you know, in that time I was still, you know, I, I would work for him here or there, um, you know, if, if he had some jobs going on that, that, uh, he needed some help in the field. Um, that's, that's kind of where it started. Uh, you know, even back in college when I was home on breaks and, and that sort of thing. 
Um, so that's where I, I really kind of started getting into the industry and, and really where, where I got more involved is when I was playing overseas, I would be back here in the winter. Um, so I started working snow removal, uh, with him. So, you know, it started off as, uh, driving a salt truck, um, and then getting involved in, you know, creating routes and, and then even the billing side of things. Um, so I really started, you know, I was doing both. Uh, for a time there. Um, and that's where snow kind of, um, you know, where I got the start of my experience um, in the snow industry. Um, and yeah, I, I think why I stopped playing at the time, um, you know, it's, it's, it's not the NFL. Uh, it doesn't set you up for life. And uh, I think I had kind of capped it out and, you know, what I was going to do over there. Um, and for a time, I think I thought I would I would do it for, for 10 years, but, mm-hmm. uh, but I think I, you know, I had to kind of turn my focus and really think about, think about my future and, and what my career was going to be. And, and that was the biggest thing is, is I was, I think I was 28 years old, um, the last season I played. So it was, it was more of a, uh, time to, time to move on and time to, uh, kind of start that next chapter, chapter of life. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, that's good when you recognize that it just ran its course and you were ready for for the next step. And it's really neat that you maintain that relationship with Jim all those years. Is is there anyone else from the hood who you grew up with who who has been involved or is still involved in the business, or is it just the two of you right now? Um, yeah. So one of our uh, one of our office staff here, um, Becky Moran, she's she's from the neighborhood and she's been here uh, over ten years. Um, also, and, you know, we've, we've had, uh, friends of ours that would plow for us or, or work here and there, but, uh, I think everybody's kind of gone off and, and done, done their own thing, but we do have, we have other, other staff here that's, you know, from, from the neighborhood and, you know, as we've kind of, uh, grown to service the entire Chicagoland area and have, have hired accordingly. Um, and our team is, is really stretched out, you know, across the across the entire city now. Yeah. What's, what's really special about those lifelong relationships is the trust and just knowing that those people have your back no matter what. And that's hard to, it's hard to find these days, you know, it's hard to come by. Yeah, for sure. For sure. That's, uh, you know, it, it definitely makes it, uh, you know, easier to work with people when you know, when you know, you can be on the same page and, and, uh, you know, communicate everything that you need to. And, and, uh, yeah, I mean, we've, Jim and I have, have, uh, spent a lot of time together over the years, you know, um, before, before business was a part of it. And, and definitely now, um, I joke sometimes, I think we, we struggle to talk about things that aren't related to work, uh, <laughs> when sure. we get together. So well, you're running a we'll sizable business for- right now. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll do that for, you know, we'll pretend like we want to talk about other things for a half hour and then we end up talking about, you know, work, work things anyway. Yeah. How have you guys been able to, um, kind of maintain that relationship and how are the role over the years with different roles and growth of the business? And, um, you know, what is the, what is, I guess, what is this, what does the structure look like now? Like what are your responsibilities? What are his responsibilities and how has that kind of changed over the years? 
Yeah, so about, I guess it's 11 years ago now, um, I would say when I first started full-time all year round, um, my main responsibility was the snow removal. Um, and I had a counterpart here, Alex Strawn, who his main responsibility was the landscape side. Mm -hmm. um, and that's changed over the years as we've grown and, and kind of added, uh, added that structure in um, where now Alex is more on the operations side. Um, and my, my role is uh, you know, our office staff follow reports to me and um, our sales staff. And I, I would say my, my main role here is to be that bridge between, you know, our production staff to our sales staff and the office staff okay. and making sure we have, you know, our processes and procedures set up for everything to run smoothly um, and kind of keep everybody working as one team. Um, that's how I would describe, describe my, you know, my main responsibilities. You sound like the glue, is, uh, the glue that holds everything together. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think that's, that's my, my mind that, um, when I, when I'm coming here every day and, and when we think about, you know, planning for the next season and, and the future beyond that, um, really, you know, we, we obviously, you know, everyone has their challenges and, and we're always trying to improve, but, um, but I think every season we try to look at what can we do better that, that brings everything together, um, and has it, you know, functioning the way that we see it functioning. Yeah, for sure. So you're in the Chicago land market and you cover a huge area. Um, I was just on your website and just saw the map and I'm like, wow, it's like, it's a huge, you know, picking up all those Northwest Indiana areas and, just, I mean, the Chicago land, the greater Chicago land area is just massive. Um, so tell us a little bit about the company. Like, you know, um, what what kind of customers are you focused on? What are what's the breadth of your services? And and give us a little bit better understanding of of the Beverly companies. And what why are you unique? You know, what makes you special? Yeah. So our you know in the summertime when landscaping. Um, um, yeah, we do service the entire Chicagoland area. Our, our main shop is in Markham, Illinois, which is uh, a little south, south of Chicago proper. Um, and that's where our main office is. We did add a second uh, um, office location in Naperville, which is in the west suburbs. Um, it's been about a year um, that we've had that office open. Um, and then we have some satellite locations. We have a, a place in the city, a, a yard um, that we use all year long um, and have crews work out of um, not too far from downtown. Mm -hmm. And then we have some satellite spots for snow removal in the north suburbs also where, you know, we can keep equipment and, and materials and that sort of thing. Um, and as far as customers goes, um, I mean, we're, we're all commercial at this point, uh, you know, at the start um, there's a lot of residential in there, which, um, we kind of, the only residential we really do now is some, uh, um, I guess I'll rephrase that. We do some residential lawn maintenance, um, and then we do some residential landscape construction, mm -hmm. um, which is a, a focus for us moving forward to, and getting back into some of that, that residential construction work. Um, but when it comes to snow removal, um, 
you know, all commercial properties um, from healthcare facilities to shopping centers um, to um, industrial complexes. Um, we service all, all sizes of, uh, of snow removal sites um, from in cities a little different. We do some sidewalk only and some smaller buildings and, um, and then all the way down the line. Um, you know, we do a lot of work with property management companies um, and facility managers and, and um, building engineers and so on. So, uh, um, so yeah, we, we <clears throat> lost my space there for a That's second. That's okay. I have to, have to edit that spot. We're at 321. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll snip that out. Um, okay, thanks. So let's, let's, I'll pick, I'll pick up here. Um, let's see, where do I want to go from here? Um, oh, I know what I want to ask. Okay. You ready? Yep. All right. So Tom, what about, um, you know, what, what is, what is Chicago as a whole? And, and maybe this isn't a fair question, but from your, from your point of view, does, does the market tend to be more, uh, seasonal or, or per occurrence or hourly, or do you see that there's a pretty good willingness to talk about different contract forms in the market with your commercial clients or how does that look? Yeah, there's definitely a mix. Um, it really depends on the customer. Um, I know for our, our seasonal agreements, we try to be somewhere around 50% of the pre our previous year's revenue um, in seasonal. So we, we like to have a mix, um, you know, so we, every season's a little bit different, uh, which we've, we've seen this year and, and really every year. So we know we can have, you know, lower snowfall years. Um, you know, our average here is about, I think 38 inches, um, depending where you take that number from. Um, and we can, we've had seasons as low as 20 inches and seasons as high as, you know, 70 to 80 inches in the last, that's in the last 10 to 12 years. Um, so we really see, we really see different customers doing it different. Um, some people, I think, try to try to hedge their bets and we'll go back and forth, but most of our customers have the way that they do it. Um, which I, you know, we're happy to, to work with our customers with the way that they would like to see pricing. And then we'll make our recommendations on, you know, what we think can work best for them too. Um, so. So yeah, I guess to answer it simply, there's there's uh, uh, really depends on the customer. Yeah, it's good. It's good that you have that open willingness, and that's not always the case in some markets. You know, things tend to be really one really heavy heavy weighted toward one side or the other. Um, I'm always curious what you know um, how you would answer the question if a customer. Uh, called you and said, Hey Tom, you know, we're really interested in, in your price is right where it needs to be, but we also have, you know, three other bids or four other proposals in front of us or whatever, you know, maybe 10 other ones. What, tell me why we should hire you. What makes Beverly companies unique? How do you answer that question? Yeah, I think a few things in our, in our market that makes us unique, um, I mean, one, as far as geographically, and like you brought up earlier, you know, we're in a bigger market. Um, and the way that we, we try to break that down, um, we actually separate our snow services into four different regions. 
Um, so we have a, you know, a South region that gets dispatched out of our main shop here in Markham. Um, then we have a West suburb region that gets dispatched out of our, our Naperville shop. And then everything that we do in Chicago proper, uh, we run out of our yard in the city. Um, and then again, our North suburbs have, have, uh, you know, their own dispatch. So we really try to break it down and we, you know, each region, you know, works with, within itself. Um, we definitely communicate with each other and can help each other out, you know, if we're getting different weather in different areas or, or, or for any reason, right. Any breakdown that we can help each other, but we all kind of work within our region during each storm, um, and kind of make that smaller for us um so we're not dealing with you know something that's an hour away in the west suburbs you know mm -hmm. from from the city um so that's one thing that that uh we do to to really make sure that we're we're close in proximity to to everything that we're doing um and i think one of the one of the things that that people would say about us we're we're willing to take on those big jobs um we're able to source the equipment um source the materials um and provide the staff um to take on those big projects and i, I would say that's that's both for landscaping and for snow removal uh, um we're you know we can be flexible and and uh and we can meet those expectations um is they're put in front of us. And I think we, we continue to prove that, um, you know, as we go through every season, really. Yeah, good. Uh, the first thing you said, I think is really interesting because, you know, um, in my experience with commercial property managers, they really do want, you know, they want, they want a big company, bigger company with lots of capability and all the bells and whistles, right? But they really want a small company who can give them personal service. They want the owner on their property. They want personal involvement. They want, you know what I mean? They really want, they want, the, they want the best of both worlds. And by taking, I mean, you guys are, are a big player in the Chicago market. And by breaking that down into those, those smaller um, pieces, you really have that, that, that company within a company mentality. And I think that's a cool thing because then you have, you really do have the best of both worlds. And I think just being able to communicate that to a client is, is, uh, you know, probably in some cases tricky to do, but, but probably music to their ears, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Cause that's what they want. Yeah. I think it's a, it's a necessity for, for the ground that we cover. Um, and I, I think as we, as we move forward and, you know, plan to continue, continue to grow, um, uh, what we're looking at is even breaking that down even more. Um, and I think if you can have that area manager, you know, able to take a call from a property manager and be able to visit that property, I think that that makes all the difference in the world. Um, I mean, it's happened here in the last few weeks, um, you know, where I, I was, you know, would get a call and I'm able to say, I'll be there in 15 minutes and be able to get eyes on it and send pictures. I, I mean, I, that makes a, that makes a big difference. And yeah. And uh, it lets us provide, you know, the service that that, you know, people are looking for and, and that we're and that we're striving to, to provide. Give us an idea of how uh, how many pieces of equipment or how many trucks or how many people are out working during a storm full like a full push big storm. 
Yeah, yeah, we, I would say we have about 250 people working during a storm. Um, we have, um, we're right around 100 trucks in our fleet. Um, that varies from, you know, pickup trucks to our box trucks that we use for sidewalks uh, to our bigger salt trucks, um, salt and plow trucks. Um, and then we have, um, I'd say about 110 pieces of equipment as far as skid steers, uh, mini loaders, wheel loaders, um, um, all equipped with pushers. Um, and then our sidewalk fleet has really changed in the last handful of years. Um, and I think that's what really puts us at, at an advantage also. Um, I think we have about 35 snow raiders um, that have really changed the way that we service sidewalks um, enable helps us be able to not just um, get the staff out there, but also to get more done with the staff that we have. Um, and then we have, for our bigger sites, we have our cab sidewalk machines too, which we have a few different different lines that we use, but uh, we have some trackless machines that we really like. And, um, and then uh, other than that, we have some John Deere sidewalk tractors and Tor sidewalk tractors. Um, so at the end of the day, our fleet, um, we do have a large fleet. And when you start to get our land equipment added to that too, and, and some of the other heavy equipment that we use, um, that's another, another uh, entity in itself is, is managing our equipment and the maintenance and, and also the purchasing and, and sales of, oh, yeah. of our used equipment too. Right. Is that when it comes to, um, you know, you mentioned some different pieces of equipment. I know you also have invested heavily in technology and software. Is there anything that just really stands out to you that you just are so excited about, so in love with that you just, you know, dying to tell everyone about it? <laughs> like, you got to check this out. This is the coolest thing in the world. Yeah. Where, where do I start? I feel like, uh, you know, almost, almost every, every aspect of it. Um, you know, we've, we, we really try to look at, you know, what we're using and, and what's best and, um, what's best for us and what's best for our customers. Um, you know, we've, we've made a switch with our, our pushers on our equipment to metal plus and, and we really like, uh, we really like the metal plus pushers. Um, we haven't gotten as much into the, the wing plows, but this year we got a few and, we really like those, but uh, just they're built really well, um, and they they perform really well. Um, that's been that's been a really really good addition for us. Um, and then uh, yeah, I think with the like I brought up the snow raiders and just what those allow us to do, and um, you know we're set up to bring those from site to site, um, which makes a huge difference from you know what we used to do with shovels and snowblowers and really mm -hmm. being able to be more productive with those. Um, um, and yeah, we have, we have a couple new, new salt trucks we built last year, which I think is, is the way that we'll build them. We'll build them going forward. Um, we have some internationals that we built with, uh, with V plows on them. And then uh, also some fuel tanks built in so we can fuel our, our equipment. So those have been a great addition too. And I think we'll, We'll move in that direction but it's i guess the biggest thing is you know every job's a bit different and and we look at that job and and see what equipment's going to make the most sense for it 
Um, and I, you know, no matter what it is, that's, that's, uh, one part of it that I, I really enjoy. And, and, and once you figure out that, that right mix for times, uh, you know, uh, an F-150 in a certain area can be really productive, you know, as much as a, a wheel low, you know, with a, with a 20 foot pusher can be on another site. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a wide array of the things that we're, we're looking at and, and, you know, the problems that we're trying to solve. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, it really depends on, it depends on what's in front of us. Mm-hmm. What about during an event, Tom, at your, uh, level in the company, are you actively involved in events? Um, and what, what does that structure look like to manage the events? Yeah, I am actively involved in the event. So I, I manage our, our city region, um, for snow removal. Um, so yeah, I'm, uh, boots on the ground, uh, out at the start of every event. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I, I, I enjoy that part of it. I mean, that's, that's where I started. And, uh, um, I, I think even as we move forward and we, we have another manager for that region, I'll still be, I'll still be out and about in events and in Jim, Jim, our owner, he's, he's still out, you know, we all have plows on our trucks. Um, and you know, like him, if I ask him to go to a site and whether it's to plow it or check it out, he's, he's out on the street and, and getting his eyes on things. Um, so yeah, I'm still working with our, our staff out there and, and, uh, you know, going through sites and, and making corrections and, and, you know, making sure that we're, we're providing the service that, that is expected of us. Um, and I think that's, that's goes back to a little bit to what I feel sets us apart. Um, you know, that is, that is what we enjoy about it. And, and we're all still, still heavily involved. Um, and you have, you know, the leaders of our organization are, are still out there in a snowstorm and you know, guys will see us out there and see us work out there. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'll still pick up a shovel if I need to pick up a shovel or, or jump on a machine if some guys are behind and, um, there's no hesitation with that. And that's, that's what we look for with, you know, all of our managers, all of our supervisors. And, um, and yeah, I think it makes a big difference for our guys to see, you know, to see us doing that and see how important it is to us. Um, and I think it reflects, it reflects on the job that they do. Yeah. Tell us about your family. I know you're a family man. You've been trying to build, you know, create your own football team. You're about halfway there. So (laughs) yeah, almost there, almost there. We can do, uh, we can probably feel an arena team. Uh, um, yeah, no. So my wife, Matt, um, we're going to be 10 year. We just, we just had our 10 year anniversary. Um, uh, in December, um, we haven't gotten to celebrate it yet with, with the pandemic and, and, uh, not, not being able to, uh, to understand here, but, um, yeah, we have, we have four young kids. Uh, so our, our oldest is 10 years old and, um, uh, then I have two daughters, eight and five and, uh, then a three-year-old son. So, um, so yeah, we have a, we have a busy, busy household, um, been an interesting year with with everyone at home for school uh this past year um 
but yeah, I, I give it to my wife because uh, she's she's done it, done it all, um, and you know, gotten us all through through all that. And now everyone's back in school, which I think Good. we're all happy about. But um, but yeah, yeah, she she really makes makes uh, makes that all work and makes makes me uh, you know capable of you know doing what I do um, and being able to put in the time I do at work too. So. Um, so yeah, I couldn't do it, uh, any other way. Are there certain kind of, um, practices or routines you've put in place to be able to protect some of that family time and make sure that you're, you're there for your kids? I'd like to say yes. Uh, <laughs> let's see if, uh, if Meg would agree with me, <laughs> but yeah, I think we go through our challenge you know, coming off of, of, uh, a pretty busy couple of weeks here with snow. Um, that's the most difficult time. And, and, uh, sure. you know, she understands that and is great about it. Uh, um, you know, when it's, when it's snowing and it's, it's time to go, that's, you know, that's, that's what we do. Right. And that's, mm-hmm. that's, um, that's no way focus. to avoid it. Um, yeah. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, the, the rest of the year is definitely more flexible and, um, you know, we try to stay involved with, with our kids activities and, um, you know, coaching baseball and, and, uh, getting involved in the other sports. And yeah, you mentioned coaching. Um, are you involved in coaching, um, in what sport? Yeah, I've done baseball. Um, I've done baseball for, for, I guess, since my, my oldest son started. Um, and then, uh, I do some, uh, I do some quarterback coaching, um, for a few, for a few high school, high school level players here in the area. Um, and I did have a plan to start coaching, uh, in our youth program in our neighborhood last year, which the season got, uh, camp for last season, but hoping to pick that up next year and, and get involved in that. I think I can, I think that's where I can provide the, uh, provide the most benefit for the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's something that'll never, never, uh, never leave as far as, as far as wanting to be a part of that. Um, um, so yeah, a lot of things have changed. I was, you know, last year was, was a different year. Oh yeah, for sure. Planning on uh, <laughs> coaching softball for my daughter. Hopefully we'll never have another year like that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I love um, the coaching thing though. And the good, the takeaway there for me, I, I was the same way growing up, you know, just got, uh, you know, signed up, you know, Hey, who's going to raise their hand and help with the, whatever, you know, fill in the blank. And, you know, you would sit there for a few minutes and look around the room and my hand would go up in the air. And, you know, the old adage, you know, if you want something to ask a busy person, you know, and, and right. you're making a commitment. So what I love about that and, and the takeaway is you make a commitment to do something like that and it, and then it forces you cause you're, you, you've, you know, you've, you've gone all in with it and you're committed and you're going to do it versus, you know, if you, if you haven't made that commitment, it's too easy to just not show up. So, um, I give you credit for that. And to, I think your kids are going to love having the fact that, you know, you were involved in that in that way. Um, okay. I want to talk about, um, okay. I lost my train of thought Three forty ish. We've had, there was another time you went underwater a little bit. So I have three edits here, which is okay. not a problem. We're getting, we're getting close here. 
Um, I want to move kind of into the industry, just thoughts about the industry, and then we're, we'll wrap things up. So, um, okay, here we go. So, Tom, um, one of the cool experiences I had as the facilitator of the peer group program was to spend a day at your place, and um, or I guess maybe a day and a half, a couple days at your place with our peer yeah. group, and uh, we had a really great experience, and uh, it was cool to meet your team and hear about your company and really kind of give you guys some uh, a good critique on some key areas of your business. But um, what are your thoughts about the peer group and, and, you know, how valuable has it been for you? What advice would you give to someone maybe considering joining a peer group? Um, curious about your thoughts about peer groups. The peer group has been a great experience for me. Uh, I think it's for four years now that I've been a part of that. Uh, and I mean, one of the best parts is, is just the relationships, uh, you know, that, that I've built other members in the, in the group, um, over that time. Um, you know, it's, it's been great to have, you know, a group of like-minded people that you can reach out to, um, really at any time. Um, when important decisions coming or uh, you want someone to take a look at something and let you know what they think. Um, it's, it's really, it's really priceless and in, in the benefits that we've gotten from it um, and will continue to get from it are, are irreplaceable. Um, and then on top of even just having everybody, you know, being able to host the group and having everyone here and, in kind of setting topics, you know, that are, were important for us and wanting to get some feedback from, um, it, that was a great experience. Um, and, uh, hopefully as the cycles will be able to be do it again in the future. Um, but, um, but yeah, yeah, I think having, having people, you know, outside the market, you know, learn competition, but are, are doing the same exact thing that you are, or, you know, have the, the same goals and the same, um, you know, looking for the same results that you are. Um, it, it's, it, the, it, it's beyond, I guess, what you can, what you can put a number on or, or, uh, or even explain, I guess, um, um, because there's, you'll never run out of topics or run out of, um, you know, um, problems that you're having, um, or different things that the industry, you know, is, is putting in for you. Um, uh, it, it's, it's really the best way, um, to be able to, you know, pull information and, and really get great, good answers for, for what you're trying to do. Yeah, for sure. Oh, that's great. Thank you for that. Um, I get the impression you like this industry. What is, what is it about the snow and ice <laughs> industry? <laughs> what is it? Yeah, it's, 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 because you know that most people uh, hate snow, right? Like, why do you, why do you love snow? <laughs> a lot of different ways. Uh, um, yeah, we've been, we had this conversation a lot this past winter, um, you know, as we were, as we were getting, you know, big storms and storm after storm and, and really focused on it. Um, I, I, I do, I, I enjoy it. I enjoy the, the emergency service aspect of it. Um, 
you know, I, I guess I feel in a way like, you know, when we go out, we're doing things that a lot of people aren't, aren't willing to do. Um, and, you know, does kind of set us apart as a group. And when I say that I go from our, our, our laborers that are, are taking care of sidewalks to our, you know, our, our salt truck drivers, our operators, um, and our supervisors. I mean, we're, we're all, um, we're all kind of, you know, cut from that same cloth, cloth and that aspect. Um, you know, we enjoy, you know, getting out at one in the morning and, and, uh, and taking care of the snow and, and, uh, you know, it's, there's always that, uh, we need to get this done now. There's, you know, short time frames and, and, you know, at times dealing with, you know, breakdowns or things not going exactly as planned. And, um, and yeah, I guess there's something about, you know, our industry that you, you have to be, um, you, you have to enjoy that, um, to some degree or, or, um, I think sometimes there's a little, little bit of, you know, an adrenaline rush involved in that. And, um, and I can't tell you how many times I've driven across the city and back, um, during a storm and it might just be to check site or, or to see how things are going. But, um, but yeah, I like the, you know, I, I like when we're on the clock and, and, you know, we have to make quick decisions to, to, um, you know, to, to get done what we need to get done. Yeah, it's probably a unique perspective to being in the city, especially a big city like Chicago at, at night when there's no traffic, you know, and um, yeah, it's probably, it, uh, you know, I've, I've had those similar experiences. It's, it's a different perspective and being able to just zoom across town in 15, 20 minutes where, you know, if it was during the day, it would take you an hour and a half. It's just it, interesting. Sure. Yeah, yeah, from our from our yard to one of our main sites, you know, our, our yards kind of on the South side of downtown and we have a main site, uh, just a little bit North of downtown. And yeah, if I make that drive, you know, before 5am, it takes me about 12 minutes. If I make drive after 530am, it could take 45 minutes. Um, so yeah, the city changes, changes real, real fast in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how would you describe the industry today, kind of the state of the snow and ice industry? And, and are, are there any kind of big trends that you're keying in on watching? Um, yeah, I, I think one thing that I, to me has changed the industry, you know, since I've started in it, um, you know, I, I think just professionalism in general has, has increased, um, hugely in that time. And, and I think it's necessary, you know, to be able to meet our customer expectations and, and, um, I, I mean, just the overall, um, expectation and, and, uh, and, you know, what's, what the property managers, facility managers, everyone else, you know, what, what they need in, in that short time frame. Um, it's, uh, uh yeah, I think it's been, and I think it'll continue to go in that direction. Um, and really, I guess what that shows is just the importance of, you know, having processes in place and, you know, everyone uses, uses a software, right. Whether it's, whether it's a CRM or it's a work order, work order system. Um, I think that's when you get together with people in the, in the industry, 
you know, I, I think that's always a conversation now is what software do you use? And, you know, I think 10 years ago it was, you know, are you using a software? Um, right. And then I, I think the focus just on, on training and, and um, really get, getting your staff prepared for the season um, is a, is a big deal. Um, whether it's site specific or just, you know, training on, on specific equipment. Um, and, and then after that, um, you know, on, on the details, right. Um, we can all, you know, open up lanes and plow a property, but when you get down to, you know, really cleaning curb to curb and, um, you know, piling the snow where, where we're supposed to be piling it. Um, there's, there's so much detail that goes into what we do. Um, I think if any is not involved in this industry, um, I think would be really surprised at, at the little details that we do cover. Yeah. That's one of the big challenges I think with, with business software, with, with the internal systems that you need, because every property is unique. Every customer expectation level is different. Scope of works are different. And we have a seasonal business and sometimes you have people out on properties that haven't been there before. How do they, how do they quickly understand what, what all those requirements are and what, what, what all those details are that matter? So that, that's a great point. How right. I think you really have to start from, from the beginning every, every year. Um, I, I think one thing that we say a lot is if we don't tell, if we don't tell them, they don't know. Mm -hmm. So I, I think really starting, starting from the beginning, um, even if the guys know it and they've been on that site, uh, I think each season you have to start, start, start over again. Yeah. Tom, how far off do you think some of the automation is, whether it's autonomous vehicles or AI kind of stuff creeping into our industry? Do you think that's five to 10 years out or more, or do you see that even sooner? I think for it to really really be a big part of it it's it's at least five to ten years out um i know there's things there's there's options out there and and there's a few companies working on on some of that um but for it to be widespread and and really used across you know across the board or even even for for a company as a whole um, i think there's there's a lot of uh I think there's a lot of what you do in snow that uh, there's a lot of variables, right? Whether how much there is, um, um, you know, how a site might change, you know, based on, you know, maybe there's construction somewhere or whatever else it may be. Um, um, yeah, I, I think there's certain certain aspects. I think as far as salt usage, that there's some things coming that that might enter sooner. Um, but I think, uh, as far as, you know, automation with equipment and, and that sort of thing, I, I think it'll, it'll take a little bit of time before it really, really becomes a, a huge part of what we do. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. <clears throat> I think it's coming, but it's, it's probably down the road a little bit. Um, is there anything else we, you, we didn't talk about yet that you want to share with our listeners? Um, I think the, you know, the one thing that, that I probably didn't talk about, uh, a whole lot is, is really what makes, makes this all work and kind of has, has led us grown to the point that we are is just the, the staff that we have in place and, um, not just, well, I shouldn't say not just, but 
I, I think it goes from our, our guys that are on sites um, in doing the snow removal work um, the way back to our office staff and our sales staff. And um, there really is a whole lot that goes into this, um, you know, whether it's customer service um, or it's plowing a lot. Um, and this past winter, you know, really, really showed, um, you know, it, it takes everyone on the team um, to be dedicated and in working hard to, to make it work. Um, and that's been a huge thing and, and uh, um, really kind of shine through uh, this past season for us. Um, just seeing all the work that goes in and in the dedication that we have from, from all of our staff. Well, we saw that when we were on site at your place, just met so many great people who were, you could tell were just engaged and excited to be there and were quality individuals. And that just makes all the difference. And, you know, it's a credit to Jim and you and everyone else there to create that environment, to be able to, you know, keep those people engaged for, you know, year after year, especially in a seasonal environment. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's great. And, um, appreciate you saying that. Um, well, Tom, this has been wonderful. I've really appreciated this getting to chat with you a little bit more on some areas. Maybe we haven't explored even <laughs> in other contexts. So that was cool hearing a little bit more about Beverly and even about your football career and your family. And, and, uh, I just know everyone's going to really, you know, enjoy listening to this and thank you so much for your time. I know you're still probably digging out paperwork wise and everything from, you know, all the snow, all the snow we've had, which is a good thing, right? You always have to throw that in there. <laughs> right. Right. So, right. Uh, no, thanks for having me. Yeah. It's been great to, to be able to sit down and chat. Yeah. So, and we thank you for your support. You've been a great supporter of grow the bench and, uh, snow fighters and all the Sima things we've done together and, and, um, look forward to seeing you at future events. So take care, Tom. Thank you again. You too. Thanks, Phil. Thank you for listening. We welcome suggestions for future guests or topics. Feel free to email me directly at phil at growthebench.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, become a subscriber today so you won't miss any future episodes. And don't forget to check out our upcoming events at snowfightersinstitute.com. Now go forth.